Welcome to the So Powerful Podcast. This is your host, Jan Cancilla. You know the sound of my sewing machine means it's time for another episode. So let's get started. Welcome today. We are speaking with co-founder and chief designer for So Powerful, Cinnamon Miles. Hi, Cinnamon, Jan. how are you today? I'm, I'm good. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Oh, good. Good. I am fascinated by your background and what led you to become this expert on doll clothes and how did you become a pattern maker? How, how did all of this start? Sure. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think it amazes me when I think back on the same things or he, even hearing you say expert on doll clothes. It's not something I think I ever thought, oh, that's what I want to be when I grow up. That's what I want to do. It just kind of um, evolved over time. Um, I will say I learned to sew when I was young. I think maybe eight years old probably is like formally trained. My mom sewed. She taught sewing classes. She sewed all our clothes. She made me bathing suits and underwear and, oh you know, all, everything. I looked like Laura Ingalls Wilder from Little House on the Prairie <laughs> with the dresses. <laughs> so I was uh, sewing at a young age. Um, I had Barbies and I had dolls and I would try to sew and just, you know, make things um, and kind of learned, I guess, the art of sewing um, over time as I grew up. And did you ever take any classes on pattern making? Uh, no, not formally, which I think is one of the things that's probably the most surprising as far as just my background. I didn't do like college level classes for pattern making or design. Um, it was just something that I like naturally just gravitated towards. Um, I would just look at things and then just go figure out how to make them. And in sewing and in other, you know, like, some piece of furniture I liked, I would just be like, oh, you know, kind of try to figure it out and make it. And it's just kind of the way my head works, I think. And I would just research and figure it out and work through the process um, roughly. And then um, I think as things evolved and as we really started to do it professionally and I uh, got surrounded by other people that actually did have formal training and I was able to just um, you know, kind of glean a bunch off of them and learn more professional uh, level skill set to go along with it. Um, yeah. Wow, that's cool. And did you like your geometry courses in school? I mean, were you <laughs> mathematically inclined? You know, as a kid, yeah, like math, uh, I think that like the subjects that have straight answers, not creative writing, that kind of stuff, but I was really good at math. Uh, growing up. If you ask me now, it's not my strength, <laughs> which is funny. Um, and it's funny that so much of what I do is considered creative. Um, I think, I don't know, like how they kind of work together and pattern making is more, um, you know, like geometry, math and grading and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but also creative. And I think I, you know, I like to kind of just mix both things together, just trying to figure it out. But then also like in the um, display and the production and the, the appearance of the finished product, the photography, all of that kind of stuff is what I think, you know, I enjoy as much as the creative process is kind of just the whole thing and bringing it all together at the end. Left brain, right brain, both. Yeah. <laughs> how, how great. In the book, We Are So Powerful, you had designed a purse previously, and you came up with the idea of using the purse as the delivery vehicle, right. if you will, for yeah. the 
feminine hygiene pads and soap and underwear for the girls. What light bulb moment happened? Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, like with a lot of things, it evolved into what it is now. And originally we had the purse. It was pretty small. I actually have a couple right here so I can show you. But the original purse um, was very small, but the idea of what was going to go inside it um, wasn't fully cooked yet. So this was a great purse, a little thing, you know, we had talked as a group, we have this pattern, you know, what can we do? And we had gone through different ideas, you know, should it have a Bible in it? Like, what is our end goal? Um, you know, with, with trying to just make the whole thing happen, you know, with our kids growing up, we always did Samaritan's purse. And so if you're familiar with Samaritan's purse shoebox idea, you know, once a year they do the shoebox, you fill it with stuff. It's very engaging for the donors just, and you can easily involve your kids and other people. And then it's great on the other side. It's, it's a, you know, kind of a win-win in all ways. And so as we had the purse pattern, um, then, you know, we were just trying to figure out, what is the biggest need? You know, what do the, the kids and the girls there in that community need? What's going to change their life? And how do we get people to care? And how do we get people engaged? And then how do we pull it all together so that everybody's doing it together in a way that complements everybody? And it isn't, there's no competition. There isn't, you know, somebody taking away uh, something from somebody else. It's more of a partnership kind of project for all of it, um, which led to the feminine hygiene. So when we you know, heard about the need with the girls missing school. They didn't have hygiene supplies. We were aware of the reusable products that people could make and then just kind of trying to figure out sort of like this pie and, and how do you get all the pieces to fit in? And we have seamstresses all around the world that have huge fabric stash uh, of fabrics and they can use their creative talent to make the purse. We have the pattern for free and they make the purse and then we, you know, use the seamstresses in Zambia to make the hygiene products that go inside the purse and the girl receives both. And so we've provided jobs, we've provided a way for the women around the world to really just feel like they're a part of something and are contributing um, meaningfully into the girls' lives for the whole entire thing for how it fits together. So that first year you put out a call in the newsletter uh, you had a 50,000 person newsletter. Yeah. And um, so what, what happened when you said, would you help us by making a purse? Yeah, you know, the response was great. I, I think we um, had people downloading the purse pattern immediately. Our customer base was sewers or seamstresses. And so um, getting the idea to click and really just, you know, on our side, like, will people make a purse and actually mail it back to us was sort of the biggest like hurdle, you know, is that, well, is that too expensive just to try to send something back? Do they understand what we're trying to explain? Um, and it, looking back now, it was a pretty slow beginning, you know, with the momentum that we have now, but um, at the time was amazing when the purses started to show up and we were collecting them and, and they were beautiful. You know, like I said, I had the one that was brown with top stitching and, you know, I designed it and kind of was like had this idea in mind, but to see so many people have such a different take on the same pattern and different colors and fabrics and not just fabric and color combination, but even embellishing or, you know, kind of just changing it up a little, but keeping the overall design the same um, was amazing. It's still amazing to see how creative people can be with that same pattern. Well, we call it unboxing now, but so that first year 
and when you un unboxed or opened all these boxes and envelopes, I mean, sort of take us to that, that moment, the very first time you started seeing all those purses pile up. It's one of those things where I think, you know, when you think you have an idea, will this work? Does this make sense? And then they start coming in and we're reading the notes, um, seeing it come together, seeing the response. I think the idea of the unboxing party, um, you know, really gave life to the whole thing because then we're connecting back with people. I think from a long history of just being a part of different charitable projects and organizations. And I think it was really important for both Jason and I at the beginning to really make sure that people knew what was happening and could see the impact of what they were giving. And so, you know, to see the purses come in and then be able to show them that we actually received them. And then, you know, the next phase out where we actually showed them the purses in the hands of the girls and then see the girls react, you know, which was, more touching than you think, okay, this is going to be really cool. And then you get there and, you know, your heart's breaking. It's just like everything, every part of it, so much more meaningful than I think we even thought it would be. So what are some of the reactions when a girl receives a purse? What, what do they typically do? Well, they're girls, <laughs> you know, I think in the moment, um, kind of on the, not really shy, but reserved, but immediately the first thing they do is pull out the card and they're reading it and they're looking for a name and, you know, um, a, a location. If the location is on there, it's great. Um, it just kind of makes it more real for them. And they, you know, are talking quietly with their friends and, you know, looking and just touching and the details and um, all of it. And I think, you know, when we're, when we're doing the distribution and they're all kind of sitting and it's a little more formal, there's maybe less going on, but then once it sort of lets out and the girls kind of go off in their little groups and they're, you know, just giggling and excited and showing each other, you know, the different details of the purses that they have. Um, it's all, it's really fun to watch. So how does it work? The purses are on a table and how do the girls get to go? Do they pick? What happened? I think, you know, the very first year we handed them out, we had a bunch of them spread out on a table and we handed them out to a girl as she came up. Um, but we quickly realized after that first one, it was a small group of girls and noticed kind of afterwards some of them talking or or they saw we had a different box behind the table and then just really realizing that these are girls just like our girls and they have favorite colors and they you know are drawn to specific things and we really like it was our mistake on that first one to not let them actually take the time to walk through slowly and pick what they wanted and we let them at that point do that they switched it up so now every time we do it um, it is that way. We do have a bunch of them spread out, but they can come up and they can pick what they want. I think sometimes some of the leaders from the schools are trying to rush them through to make, you know, to keep, keep it going faster, but we're all, you know, just slow down, let them pick what they want. And um, it's fun. I think it's more meaningful to them when they have something that they really love. Well, I've taken my granddaughter's purse shopping and I can, <laughs> it's not a fast yeah. process. So <laughs> I, can, I can appreciate that. Okay. So 2014, you had that, that cute little purse. I did make that 2014 purse. That was not the easiest purse yes. to yes. make. <laughs> yes. So, so what led to what we now call the intermediate purse pattern? Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure off the top of my head now even remembering how many years it took us to 
switch the purse if we did it right away after that first trip or if we had two years, a couple years go um, before we really just kind of bit the bullet and resized the pattern because it was so hard to get everything inside. And so um, the first time where, you know, we had this purse that was small like this and we tried to put in when we got there and realized we also needed soap and underwear, um, it really added to everything we were trying to stuff in. So the second purse, which here they are side by side, uh, wow. you can see is quite a bit bigger. Mm -hmm. So we evolved from this littler one with this intricate patch pocket kind of cargo pocket on the front to this one, which this is option B right here on the front, which just has the small pocket without the flap, but there's also a flap pocket that goes on the intermediate level pattern, uh, much bigger. And then um, we could easily fit everything inside. And so size wise, that was great. <laughs> and I think, you know, we felt like we had streamlined it. We had removed that pocket that was kind of complicated to sew on with an easier um, inserted flat pocket, but all the detail, you know, I don't know. I think for myself, all the details are important and really kind of helped with the overall construction. But I, but then with, time and feedback from people who were involved in the project, it did slow down not just their ability to sew um, more purses, but also their ability to invite their friends. So if they had groups that they would sew in, but people were not at the same level or just more of a beginner or just don't have the patience for that more, you know, um, involved of a project, then we took it from that point after a couple of years, which evolved into the beginner purse, which is what we, yeah, what we have out, uh, 2015. You'll probably correct me now. Is it 20? The beginner 2018. purse. 2018. 2018. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, yeah. So I'm probably now, that was going to be your next question. How did that evolve into the beginner? <laughs> well, I, I guess I want to know, are you still accepting what we call the intermediate and the beginner. I mean, can you do either or? Sure, yes. And the nice thing is uh, with the new beginner pattern, they are designed with the same flap construction. So the flaps from either version can be used. So you can sew the beginner body, which is much faster to sew because it doesn't have the gusset than that intermediate flap. If you like the extra pockets and detail on the front, you can use that with the beginner level pattern. And you can do the opposite if you like the other body you can use the simpler the plain front flap which lets you do embroidery or um, any other type of like piece together fabrics embroideries embellishment um, that's actually been really fun to see how much even more creative people are when you give them a blank canvas than if you kind of you know have this all designed as a specific plan why don't we take a break here and when we come back we're, we're going to talk about some of the creative ways that people have dressed up the purses. Have you gotten the second edition of the We Are So Powerful book? This updated version of the original bestseller, 4.9 out of 5 stars by the way, is again authored by So Powerful co-founders Jason and Cinnamon Miles. It is available on Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle reader. This latest edition is packed full of moving stories about how So Powerful came to be, the volunteers who make it happen, and the way this small movement has grown into a global mission to break the cycle of poverty through education and the dignity of work. And don't forget, when you place your order, if you use smile.amazon.com 
and designate So Powerful as your preferred charity, Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase right back to So Powerful. And now back to our podcast. So we started talking about the, the new pattern, which we call the beginner pattern. Um, have, you, have you seen some of the really creative things that people have been doing with those purses? Can you, can you tell us some of the ones you, you like? Yeah, um, I, it's been a lot of fun, I think, to see um, not, well, we've seen a lot of embroidery. Um, we have where people have just done embroidered designs um, to kind of give texture to that plain uh, rectangular shaped front. Um, but I think the ones that stand out to me the most are probably the ones that have pieced together sections or applique or sort of a combination of applique and embroidered edges and, you know, or just added details. Um, it's also really fun to see when you open the purse and somebody's taken advantage of the fact that there's lining or there's extra little pieces that show and they've added ribbon or they've added little things even on the inside sometimes i've seen on that interior pocket somebody's taken the time to embroider or include a little charm that says <laughs> that says um you know something meaningful or a scripture or something like that this like a secret note tucked inside um yeah so that part that's a lot of fun to see yeah i can i can just imagine the uh the, the excitement of the girls being able to, to receive a purse like that. Um, are there um, any plans on the horizon to swap out the current <laughs> design or, or change it up? What, what are you thinking? Um, we've talked about it a, a little bit. I think as a team, um, it's always hard to change things, but looking back, you know, we have changed the existing pattern a couple times and um, it's been a really positive outcome. Uh, I think if we do change anything um, and evolve into something else, uh, we'll still try to keep with the same overall size. Um, we like the way that, you know, it, they can interchange and work together. Um, there's always opportunity though. I think, you know, if we can work with people in the industry, maybe like a purse brand, a purse making company, somebody that, you know, might want to join us in a way that's interesting in that regard. And we have somebody, you know, I'm off the top of my head, like Kate Spade or, or somebody who does purse making, um, you know, and, and they want to come in and do something, you know, then I could see us maybe having like a, you know, purse pattern of the year or something like that. But these are all just sort of whatever, you know, wow. <laughs> random wow. ideas you never know. <laughs> that's exciting. I've seen purses at the quilt shows. Um, can you talk about some of the different fabrics that people have used? Yeah, all types, I think, you know, um, from like a suede type or leather or fake leather types uh, work really well. There's a lot of denim, um, especially upcycled denim. It's fun to see when people take parts like back pockets and they kind of work those into their designs um, and mixed in with colorful quilting cottons using, you know, the right kind of interfacing so that they still have good structure um, on the purse itself but adding in, um, you know, the heavier weight fabrics. I think there's, there was one that was like the whole front flap was this like white feather 
um, type (laughs) of fabric. So like it had long, like, you know, kind of almost flowing feathers, but, you know, definitely stood out. It was definitely something uh, very different. That one was fun, but you know, so textures, I think if they're soft, like velvety or the, or there's, you know, that kind of fabric that has the sequins that if you rub one way or rub the other, um, you know, something like that on the flap, which really, you know, is this, it's fun. It's a surprise. I think on this, on the side of the girl who receives the purse. Sounds like um, it's it's only limited by your imagination, really. Really, yeah. <laughs> um, I know one of the ways that people get inspiration uh, because if you're making more than one purse, you can start to get, I guess, the equivalent of writer's block, maybe sure. purse making block. Um, but um, in the purse project group on Facebook, there's a weekly weekly challenge. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? I think it's amazing. So yeah, Sue, who's who's putting that on in the group, um, she's done a great job. You know, it's fun to see. I think the one that stands out in my mind the most was like chicken theme or <laughs> something, you know, and it's just kind of like, really, will that work? And then you see all these purses come in. It just, I think it really helps keep people engaged, um, you know, because it is kind of, I think everybody gets kind of stuck in their rut, especially if you are used to sewing with the same fabrics or you're looking at the same fabrics all the time. And, you know, you're just like, okay, I guess I'll just switch these colors or something. But I think the energy in that group, seeing the ideas and then seeing people execute on those ideas also, you know, kind of just gives you more uh, motivation. And I think then more ideas for your own projects. I want to talk a little bit more. We, we've sort of covered the mechanics of the of the purse here, but So Powerful has a program oath. Um, and I, I think it's really important to understand that oath and then why we're making purses sort of fits in there better. And let me just read the first sentence of the oath, and I'll be interested to hear your comments on that. We won't do for others what they have the capacity to do for themselves. Talk a little bit about that, Cinnamon. Yeah, I think um, I think that's great. <laughs> uh, you know, I think early on from the first um, experience with this group, and you know, Jason went and was was there with a trip that I wasn't on and experienced what was going on and came back. And, you know, as we talked through the best way that we could help them. And, and like I said, we've been involved in a lot of different types of missions or nonprofit projects. And in our own lives, I think at that time had just gone through a a time where we were struggling and trying to figure out how we were going to make ends meet financially and, we were able to actually use the skills that I had in sewing and we turned that into a business. And that was, you know, a a good partnership, I think between both Jason and myself because of the sewing and he had the marketing and it worked really well. So then I think in this instance, it's a good example of, you know, how can we empower them to, to have it be sustainable in some way and also give them a sense of pride in what they're doing. And we're coming alongside them and we're helping them in ways with like education as far as, you know, helping them get the skills they need and empowering them to really um, be able to be proud of what they're doing, change their community, change their life, but it is a partnership. And so we have our part, but we're not just, trying to meet those needs for them, um, I think is kind of the core of that, that statement. 
Right. And the following sentence is, we are not bosses and we are not workers. We are partners. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Another part of this that really is so meaningful to me is we will work to listen and carefully assess both the spoken and unspoken needs of our partners. Are there cultural differences that you had to to learn to work through there? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, watching Jason, Jason really will implement most everything that's happening with the direct conversation with Esther on the ground. And, um, you know, I think him on his own or us as a group or a team, you know, we have ideas all the time from the things that we're we think will work or we have it, you know, a way to fix something. Um, but he's been really good at always working with Esther, asking, you know, letting her know what we're thinking. And then they kind of brainstorm together. And she, you know, she really is the one who is on the ground, knows the culture and the dynamic of the group and everything. And then, you know, has no issue (laughs) on her side of, you know, speaking back and saying, well, this is how we have to do this. And that happened immediately. I think we already talked uh, in a prior episode about the purses the very first time, you know, after it was, we had the one purse and she brought up the issue of needing to have two so that the girl, the purse didn't get taken away from the girl. Um, You know, it's just a, it's a good example of just sort of like, here's our fix. Here's our idea. Oh, this is going to be amazing. And then she's like, wait, 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 (laughs) you know, this might be a a little bit of a different issue, but we're able to work through that pretty quickly with her in the moment even. Yeah, that's a great example. And then the oath concludes with above all, we will work to the best of our ability to do no harm. Why is that in there? Why is that important? Well, I think that, you know, in, in my thinking, the harm would be to, take control and try to fix a problem and in our own way and not working with them. So I think as the whole, all the parts of what you just read together, you know, I think the importance of partnership and coming alongside and really listening and looking at the issues there and really sensing, you know, how, what is God saying and how does the whole thing fit together so that we could, participate when we can participate and when it's time for us to not participate and we are, are we leave or we, you know, we evolve out of being there. If that's what's going to happen next, it's all better. And, you know, we haven't left something worse off, hurt them in some way where, you know, it only works if we're there. So I think, you know, as it, as it all kind of circles around that, I think that that's where that comes down to. Let's leave it there, Cinnamon. Thank you so much for your time. It was fascinating to hear about how the purse evolved and it might be an ever evolving (laughs) instrument. (laughs) So thank you for tying the role of the purse into the the mission of So Powerful. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. If what you've heard today inspires you to want to make a difference, I urge you to explore the So Powerful website at www.sopowerful.org. That's S-E-W-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L dot O-R-G. The website has great information about the organization. It's where you can download the free purse patterns or even make a donation. We hope you will join us again next week when we bring you another So Powerful story. Thanks for listening. Now, go out and have a so powerful day.